What does your daily playlist look like these days? Maybe you're waking up to some softer indie jams? Or you need a shot of hip-hop adrenaline in the morning? Perhaps a bit of electro-pop to take the edge off your afternoons? And you unwind with soul throwbacks in the evening. If any of these sound like your vibe, we want you to meet a guy producing a rich and thoughtful fusion of all those sounds. One time for the one that's on my mind, say one time. For your consideration, Detroit singer, songwriter, and band leader Ade Olanaran, aka Stoop Lee. What you're hearing right now is a track called Lee Chi that appears on his EP, Yellow Version Tape. I'm not in the mood. His releases are a warm broth of soul and hip-hop that invite us to dial in and slow down rather than tune out. Today, some quality time with Stoop Lee himself as he celebrates the release of his latest record, Blue Version Tape. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. Ade, Stoop Lee, welcome to Stateside. Hey, thanks so much for having me. This is, uh, this is super dope. I have to say one of the things that your music uh, kind of always inspire me to do is to just get out for a walk, like talk to humans and get around the neighborhood. Is that something that, that you have much time for? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a, I live in, a, in Woodbridge in Detroit, so it's like a very great neighborhood for taking walks and just kind of soaking in the neighborhood and, you know, saying hi to people that you might see when you like, on your walks. But yeah, big proponent of going for walks and just taking in your environment. Right. You have you have such a, a personal form of writing in your songs. And I guess I, I don't exactly mean that you're always spilling out deepest personal feelings, although there there is space for that to happen. It's more like when I listen, I feel like I'm eavesdropping on an actual conversation that you're having. I want to just play an example. This is a single that you put out in 2021 called Sweet Baby Ray. Spend my whole check at Whole Foods. Yeah, she's still texting old dude. Need gas money like a ride home. I want smoke when I ride home. On and on you say. Something about brunch on a Sunday. Marachino cherries on my Sundays when my mind goes in my head cuz I'm not really one for the gunplay anyway yeah I'm sure you cool I'm sure that you probably sweet the barbecue I heard of who is in the room I'm probably y'all it's way past two I'ma hit you up in the afternoon otherwise how do you I'ma develop that quality in your lyrics um that's a great question I mean I guess I feel like a lot of it just comes from you know being as honest as possible um and I guess when I write songs, I I would rather have people feel like, you know, I'm speaking to them directly. So, I mean, and uh, it's funny you say you, you feel like you're eavesdropping, but um, anytime I write something, I want to make it feel like I'm actually talking to the listener kind of one-on-one, that it's an actual conversation between us, you know? Yeah. Are, are you a... Are you a notebook guy? I was wondering about your process for catching that kind of flow. Are you that person who's always stopping to pull out the little tiny journal or or to make a voice memo of stuff that you're that strikes you as possible? Yeah, you know, might be something you could draw on. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a notebook and voice memo person. When it comes to like, you know, um, I guess my writing process, like, you know, I use both. So let's say uh, I have like a beat that I'm sort of writing to. I'll start with a voice memo. And then when I go to kind of refine what I'm saying, um, that'll be physically written down on like a notebook. Nice. 
Yeah. You've described your style as being part of a, a new Detroit uh, indie alt hip hop scene. I, mm-hmm. I, do, we, do we have enough modifiers there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah. You have a song on the yellow version tape called The Fantastic Foxtrot Suite that really exhibits all of those elements. It's rap, but there's a clear soul influence and definitely that soft indie sound. From the top, baby. I said, either is you is or you not, but you not. And now we riding in the whip, going about 80. I said, it is what it is. It's the stoop and the kids. How do you describe the sound? How do I describe it? Um, I think it's just like a, you know, a sound that's very warm and nostalgic. Um, I think there's definitely a freshness to it, but in terms of the warmth that you feel, I think a lot of listeners um, can say it reminds them of maybe um, soulful music or a yesteryear music artists that made a very soulful sound or even just like the things that I reference. Um, they're very nostalgic and I feel like nostalgia also brings a very warm feeling. So maybe I'll, I'll reference your favorite cartoon or a scene that you remember from a cartoon that also brings a warmth, um, you know, that you might experience when listening to my stuff. I I feel like about every eighteen months, there's something in the music in the music press that 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 tells us that soul, like soul and R and B, that it's dead. It's dead right now. And I'm just like, why would you hurt me like that? Why would you? (laughs) Why would you say that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's. I think a lot of times when I read stuff like that, because I definitely see it too. You know, Um, first of all, I think it's definitely clickbaity. People, it, it, it like. You know, it evokes a visceral reaction whenever you read stuff like that. Um, so you, you know, you're clicking on whatever it is they're talking about to see, like, oh, we think it's dead. Like, why do you think that? Because it's such like a um, a harsh statement to make. But a lot of times, I feel like people who write those things, maybe they're not actually looking, they're not actually um, seeking out that sound or that feeling they they've, they've been missing. Because um, it's definitely out there. You know, I don't I don't think it's dead. Um, I just think people need to maybe look a little bit harder to find what it is that'll kind of soothe their soul and kind of feed them in terms of what they need, you know? Thank you. Yeah. You're you're an MSU grad, and I know that you first started releasing tracks when you were in college. Is there, do you find much of a continuity or more of a difference between the music scenes in Lansing and in Detroit? Um, yeah, I definitely feel like the music scene in Lansing, I guess, to be fair, it was kind of, I was more plugged into like the East Lansing scene, which was sort of just a lot of college kids who, you know, wherever they were from originally, they just kind of did music stuff while they were at school and then they kind of go back home. Um, so it felt very fleeting, I guess, is the way I would describe it versus in Detroit. You know, it feels very homegrown. The roots are very organic. It, it doesn't feel like, you know, sort of like a vapid um, ephemeral kind of thing. Like it's, it's kind of here to stay is, is what I, you know, see when I'm in Detroit. We need to take a break, but when we come back... I feel like the Pokemon games, the the illustration um, for actual life, I think, is a, a really cool application that I've sort of noticed, sort of reflecting on those games. More with musician and avid gamer Stoop Lee in a minute.
Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. Support for the stateside podcast comes from Kalamazoo College offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. I was enjoying your music from when I first started listening, but I realized with a burst of complete nerd glee that blue version tape this this latest bunch of songs is the second in a series of pokemon themed eps that's correct yes that's absolutely what why pokemon um (laughs) that's a great question so um the funny thing is first of all I'm, i'm just a big fan of pokemon like i feel like my childhood i spent so much time playing those games on my game boy color and my game boy sp or ds um, but secondly, I feel like the Pokemon games, the the illustration um, for actual life, I think, is a, a really cool application that I've sort of noticed sort of reflecting on those games. Um, have you ever played them before? Pokemon Go. Uh, it's Bear Bear 7300 for anybody who wants to <laughs> wants to connect with me out there. Very nice. Uh, I've never actually played Pokemon, Go, but but the games themselves are a little bit different. They're like the RPG style game. You know, you're going through. Um, you're beating these gyms, right? But in the Pokemon games, after you beat the gyms, even though you're technically, you know, a Pokemon master, I guess, you have all the badges to these gyms, there's a second stage that you need to go to to really beat the game, which is called the Pokemon League. And if you go directly to the Pokemon League after you beat all these gyms, um, you're going to get destroyed. Like, you're you're not going to go. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna be out immediately. So I feel like that's like a really cool illustration for life. So like if you if you after college, there's sort of like a time period where you have to sort of um, prepare and just kind of really find yourself and figure out who you are. Whatever you want to dive into after college, you're not going to be an expert at it. You're not going to be a master at it. Um, you got to sort of spend years after school kind of like honing in on your craft, figuring out what it is you want to do. Because sometimes after college, what you thought you wanted to do is not even what it is. Um, so that to me, just that period of in between time between like, you know, college and the real world, you sort of figure yourself out. I just think it's a really understated thing that the game kind of t- kind of taught me. Um, and I love to kind of, you know, put, sprinkle that in throughout my music. And um, that's why I feel like using that series is kind of a cool full circle moment. I know it was kind of a lot, but. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it, that is so, that is so, so spot on. Um, that is also, these games are things that you do sort of at walking speed, unlike some video games that are in, you know, some games are like totally fast forward. And that walking speed, that's kind of like the flow of your music too. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have all these emulators now where you can kind of run through everything. But at the time you had to walk, you had to take those steps one by one and um, put in that time. So it's kind of it's kind of cool. You know, the breakout track on the EP is Cerulean City. That's going to be recognizable to the cognizant as the seaside town in the Poke versus Kanto region. Exactly. Um, Yeah. You know exactly where it's from. City where you let your knees show when it's like high 50s or a 60 below. And you working at nine to five, you feel like Lord of the Flies. You're tired of taking your time, it's that feeling you know. It's reminiscent of Chicago back in 04, like the CO double MO of really though. And really, I mean, it's not one for the radio. And give me some years, I'ma write me your TV show. Only seem and never saw. Is Detroit your cerulean city? It's either 
Um, I would say Detroit's more like my pallet town. Okay, um, okay. Where the beginning is, but um, with the blue version tape and then Cerulean City being water and blue, I thought that was kind of a cool, you know, a cool little uh, nod to it. But definitely pa- pallet town is what I would consider Detroit, you know? Beautiful. Yeah. The the EP has a lot of collaboration on it, and you're sharing credits with Deo Gold, Pretty Boy Aaron, Curtis Roach makes an appearance, another another Detroiter. Uh, you've you've all been performing live together as Stupely in the cul-de-sac. I just have to tell you, I just love that full band sound. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's a pretty large group to coordinate, though. I mean, what does the collaborative process look like for you? Um, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I mean, thankfully, everybody who plays in the band, they're super gracious and, you know, they definitely believe in this project. So, you know, they definitely make time for it. You know, anytime we have a show coming, I try to make sure to give them, you know, a, a decent amount of time, you know, uh, notice ahead of time before the show so they can kind of, you know, clear their schedule or make time for whatever. And also they, they make time for rehearsals. So and not and not only do we love just playing together, but those are actually my friends. So we enjoyed the kind of hanging out and um, it's just kind of a, a cool thing that sort of feeds uh, the artists and all of us. And it just is a, a great way a great community that we've kind of built perfect there there are so many artists over i guess the past decade or half decade who have shown us that sometimes all it takes to get big is one viral moment bella porch lil nas x doja cat yeah and as you've been as you've been working your musical projects you've been generating a pretty consistent uh message on your social feeds that that nostalgic kind of grainy home video kind of look. Mm-hmm. Can you say a little bit about navigating the social media landscape and, and how that how that fits into your process? Was that something that, you know, you came to natural? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's definitely a lot of trial and error, you know, um, the years of putting out music and projects and just kind of trying to figure out the best way to package this to a wider audience for them to not only enjoy it, but for them to, for it to catch their attention, for them to even, you know, want to tap into to know if they'll like it or not. Um, there was a lot of trial and error, but I feel like as of recently, um, I've sort of figured out a stride in, in terms of making sure everything is very cohesive and just really good quality, like just art, you know, just really good quality art that catches the eye. And um, if you tap in just for that, you know, that five to 12 seconds, you'll realize, oh, there, there's something more here. I want to dive more into it. Um, so yeah, been a lot of trial and error, but thankfully, as of recently, I've kind of, uh, I, I've seemed to have, you know, hit something, hit, hit you know, kind of mm-hmm. hit a mark. So see if it, if I can continue that moving forward, you know. Yeah. You, uh, I guess part of the way you market yourself has to do with, you know, this this idea that you're a, a wielder of nostalgia. Can you tell us a little bit about the kind of things you grew up listening to and watching that are still, they're still kind of present for you in your creative process today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as listening to, you know, I love, the works of the Soulquarians, I've said it so many times, mm-hmm. um, but like, you know, like Erica Badu, D'Angelo, um, Jay Dilla, people like that, just their music really inspires me. Um, even though I've heard the same stuff over and over again, every time I feel like they make music that's like on on layers, um, you just kind of get new stuff from it every single time. Um, and it just kind of, you know, very, very soothing. It feels very good. And I feel like good feeling music never gets old and never feels dated, at least to me. Um, and then as far as what, I, what stuff that I watch, um, yeah, you know, classic stuff like Hey Arnold, or um, you know, Dragon Ball Z, or even old episodes of SpongeBob, um, any anything like that. Just cartoons that I feel like same thing. I feel like those things were made made um, with layers as well. Where there was definitely jokes for kids, but there's like adult <laughs> adult humor in there as well. Uh, that that you can definitely still laugh at that. 
um, you know, watching it as an adult, which I think is really cool. My ancient Gen X self really appreciated your Flintstones shout out. That is the name of a single that you released a couple of years ago. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I said, why you want to go and do that? Why you always on the fence when I'm on a map? Why you always causing problems for the bros in the back? Yo, why you why you gotta be so uh, matter of fact, yo, she be like, uh, I need her like this, I need her like that, I need a I need a baker on the tapes in the deck. I mean uh, look. I just don't even know like what point of reference that stuff has for anybody like under the age of 30 right now, if it yeah. even makes any sense. It was such a, you know, it was such a, a sort of in itself a nostalgia act going back to like Jackie Gleason shows even when it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'd like to think that, you know, a kid who is growing up now would be able to realize the quality in those. Because um, like I said, I think it's I think the humor is really good. And Mm. it's just like very well-written shows with great storytelling. You know what I mean? So I feel like that could like, you know, withstand any generation. You know what I mean? Right. Tell me, is there a red version tape in the works? There is. Um, Yeah, there definitely is a red version tape. It's actually, I want to say it's probably like 85% done. Um, But yeah, that's that's coming soon. That's on the horizon. Marvelous. Well, what are the places where folks can catch you and the band coming up? Um, So I'm playing, we're playing a show on March 22nd. Um, I know it's kind of a, a little bit of a ways away, but we're playing at the Magic Stick in Detroit. Um, it'll be a headlining show that I'll be playing with some other really great Detroit artists. So it'll be an amazing night that, um, yeah, with the full live band and uh, it'll be my biggest show to date. So I'm super excited for it. But yeah, March 22nd, it's a, it's a Friday. Yeah, if you're, if, if you're free or <laughs> anyone who's listening is free, they should come through. It'll be a great time. In the meantime, there is more than enough to enjoy online. Stupli, our very own Ade Olanaran can be found on all of his social channels, Instagram, SoundCloud, and, of course, his website. Ade, it's been really fantastic talking to you. Thank you for taking a few minutes with us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, amazing conversation. Um, yeah, it was an absolute pleasure to be here, so thank you. That's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Bear. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganradio.org. Today's podcast was produced by Ronia Kavansak. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our interns are Lauren Neong and Olivia Moradian. Our podcast editor is Rachel Ishikawa. Our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music from today's podcast comes from Audio Network. Stoop Lee's music comes courtesy of Ade Olanaran himself. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.